When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. If you are convinced that a quarterback is not going in the top 10, you might be wrong. It is Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio. The ESPN app and on ESPN Plus, as always, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. We've got so much NBA to get to in just a little while. Jeff Darlington will join us in just 15 minutes and later, Brian Windhorst as well. But for now, we got to roll. Here we go! Only one place to start. And Courtney, that is with Malik Willis and the NFL Draft because... We have the latest mock draft from Mel Kuyper Jr. We had Mel on the show yesterday. And there is an awful lot of debate about where this draft class is going to stand when it comes to quarterbacks. And the consensus seems to be that it's not that good. But Malik Willis had his pro day yesterday. And when you look at the top 10 picks in the draft, you have three teams at the very least that are interested, you would think, in solidifying their quarterback position. I'm having more and more trouble by the moment, given history, given what we saw a few years ago in 2017 when it wasn't supposed to be a great quarterback draft and it turned out to be pretty darn good, that we're going to see teams sit back and not chase one of these guys in the top 10. Especially teams that don't have their quarterback situation figured out for this year, let alone the long term. And when you look at pro day attendance, we're always trying to pick out which GMs are there. And I don't think that you can look past the fact that the Panthers were also at Malik Willis's pro day yesterday. It's not that far of a trip. They decided to go down, check him out. He had some great throws. Granted, yes, they were routes on air, but nonetheless... He showed off that arm strength. And this is a team that is drafting at six this year that has no idea what it's doing at quarterback unless they're going to roll Sam Darnold back out there. So when I look at some of these mock drafts, and when we had Mel on yesterday, him talking about Kenny Pickett being the first quarterback off the board at 18, and then Malik Willis two later to the Steelers at number 20, but 18 to the Saints, Kenny Pickett, and then rounding out only three quarterbacks taken in his first round of this mock draft 3.0 with Matt Corral, who has his pro day today, going to the Detroit Lions. I have a hard time believing that there will not be a quarterback taken in the top 15 when you have teams like the Panthers, Seattle, who's looking for their first start, their, you know, for the first time in a decade, they're looking for a starting quarterback. How can they possibly go draft for best player available? When you like, if you're thinking about an offensive lineman, because in Mel's mock draft he has them both taking offensive linemen, and not at least take a shot at one of these quarterbacks with their top ten picks. There, there will be at least one in the top ten, and the reason is desperation. The reason is fear. I think more than anything else, you're talking about Carolina. Matt Rule is there. You're talking about the Steelers, who are all the way down at twenty. If they love one of these guys. 
Are they going to sit at 20 and hope that they drop? Or are you going to look at teams like Atlanta, teams like Minnesota, teams like Seattle, and worry that they're not going to wait around on this, that they are going to go and do something right away? It's hard to imagine teams doing that when you and I were talking off the air about this. 2017, desperation ruled the day for the Chicago Bears. We were all stunned that the first quarterback off the board was Mitch Trubisky out of North Carolina, who had really just started, what, one or two years there uh, for Carolina, and now all of a sudden the Bears felt the need to give up, what, three extra draft picks or two extra draft picks, a third and a fourth round pick, to move up one spot to a team that was never taking a quarterback to make sure that they got Mitch Trubisky. And, I mean, that was stunning, and that's why... When we look at Willis, when we look at at Kenny Pickett, I have to think that somebody is going to be desperate enough to move up into the top 10. And that's great news for teams like the Jets and Giants, who have two picks each in the top 10. Yeah, and there are plenty of teams in the top 10 that need quarterbacks now and in the long term. So how can you possibly hedge your future on, we might wait a little bit to see if somebody falls like now of course last year the New England Patriots got lucky they just sat there at 15 and Mac Jones just fell into their lap does that happen all that often no is that more likely to happen when you have a stacked quarterback class like we did in 2021 and all of the picks started flying and then you kind of run into this snag Justin Fields he's falling he's falling he's falling out of the top 10 and then he gets you know Chicago Bears trade up to get him with the New York Giants because they didn't want to wait much longer. And that makes sense. You can't blame them. But how can you necessarily at this point think Carolina, the Atlanta Falcons, the Seattle Seahawks, maybe even Washington, maybe because Mel had them with quarterbacks in their first two mock drafts before Carson Wentz. But how how sure are you that Carson Wentz is going to be a long-term thing for you? Are you? Is it a Band-Aid? Who knows? There's other teams that you can throw into the mix that if you're a Pittsburgh team sitting there at 20 – Probably not feeling comfortable that you're going to be staying there at 20, knowing that you need a quarterback for the long term, and that four or five other teams aren't going to jump you to go get somebody that we now think are in the bottom of the first round that very well could be top 10, top 15 picks. And by the way, Mike Tomlin was in attendance as well for Malik Willis's pro day yesterday. So that brings us to some straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Let's argue for one moment that Malik Willis is the guy that starts to get more of the attention and more of the hype leading up to the draft because you know that's going to happen regarding at least one of them. Here's Todd McShay, ESPN NFL draft analyst, on what the ceiling for Malik Willis is. With Malik, you just you have this high ceiling. And, yes, there's a lower floor, but I think you see a stronger arm. You see a quarterback who's able to make more throws in terms of on the move, even though Pickett is underrated with his athleticism and ability to extend plays. But Malik is different. I mean, you're getting a quarterback. He's not Lamar Jackson, but he's not that far off in terms of the arm strength and the athleticism that he brings. Look, they have to position themselves. If your team's like the Jets and Giants, who everybody knows you're not taking a quarterback and you would be open for business to get a couple of extra picks, if Willis is going to start really catching people's eye because of statements like that, Mm -hmm. they're going to get desperate and they're going to get scared. It is really the one position in all of sports that makes – 
or breaks GMs in their job, as we know, and also just makes them lose all sense of what's actually common sense. <laughs> There's a lot of nerves on draft night, especially in the, the first it. round. And I know that sometimes it feels like the moves that teams make are knee-jerk reactions and that they throw all logic out the window and all of their preparation out the window. Sometimes you have to do that because you're looking at another team not knowing if they're going to pounce or if they're trying to, you know, if there's a facade there. I mean, this is smokescreen season. Mel talked about it yesterday when he was on Greeny with us where, you know, certain GMs show up places just to make it look like they're in for a guy so they're not tipping their hand that they're not actually going after this prospect. They're just collecting their airline points and their Marriott points. (laughs) Sometimes that happens. But wouldn't you rather be on the safe side of those things without getting fleeced? Like you brought up the 2017 draft class, and I was covering the San Francisco 49ers at that time, and I remember in the media room, we're all looking around at each other saying, Bravo, first-year general manager who's been on the job for two, three months at this point, John Lynch. Bravo for fleecing the Chicago Bears because you were never taking a quarterback anyways. They ended up with Solomon Thomas. That didn't work out. Moot point. But for them to do that, no one was expecting Chicago to jump up one spot, and that's a lot in the first three picks in the draft. You have to expect the unexpected with what teams are going to do and that if you are a quarterback-needy team – that if, you're, that if you don't get involved in the top 15, those top three guys that now Mel has in the bottom of his first round will probably be gone by the time that you get there at 20 if you are a team like the Pittsburgh Steelers. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Ira in Staten Island is going to start us off today on Greeny on ESPN Radio. Ira, what's up, buddy? Hey, 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 good morning. How are you? So, good. you know, it's great conversation you're both having about the quarterbacks. And, and you both hit it right on. You're going to get a team, a team or two that's going to fall in love, that's going to get desperate. And like you said, locally from New York, you know, Jets, Giants, uh, I'm open for trade. You know, let's see what you could offer. But you know what? I think Pittsburgh. I, I, I really do. I think Tomlin's going to trade up, and I think he's going to go after Willis. I, I just think that that's the case. And you know what? For any of these young quarterbacks, and I get it, you know, there's no perfect scenario here. It looks like it's a weak class. But Pittsburgh would be the perfect organization because they just they get it right all the time. And would it shock you if whoever they trade up to get turned out to be a good quarterback? I, I, I kind of expect it. That's how good of an organization I think the Steelers are. I mean, Ira, I think that's a fair point. Appreciate the call. And, and Courtney, when you have – Somebody, uh, an organization like that that has the history, but also the last couple of years, has been a little more aggressive. They traded a first-round pick to go get Minka Fitzpatrick, and they moved up a few years ago to, to go draft Devin Bush pretty high. Yeah, and I mean, they've been active in free agency, too. I mean, it's something that we typically don't see from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Maybe it is a changing of, you know, changing of mentality. Kevin Colbert is eventually going to be retiring soon. Maybe they are changing their philosophy in the way that they handle the offseason. But you're right. They have been aggressive in the draft the last couple years to be able to make sure that you get who you want. You can't leave these things to chance. And a lot of times that will make or break a draft or even a career long term for a general manager when you do do those things. So you'd rather have them be aggressive, move up, because a lot of the mocks that we've seen, whether it's Mel, whether it's Todd, I know Jordan Reed, who's part of our draft coverage as well, really likes Malik Willis to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I just don't know if you can leave that to chance because everyone knows you're drafting a quarterback. All 31 other teams know 
in the NFL that Pittsburgh is eyeing a quarterback, whether it's Malik Willis, whether it's Kenny Pickett, whether it's Matt Corral. Those are the names that you should keep an eye on. But Malik Willis has been pegged to him a little bit too much for my liking and my comfort if I'm the <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers, where I'm thinking, okay, everyone is going to be calling my bluff here. I'm going to have to find some great trade package to move up, or maybe someone else is going to end up taking him, and I'm going to be left with a quarterback that I'm not necessarily as high on. This has been Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. We are just getting started. Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin, in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average. Call or click today. Up next, Baker Mayfield. Yes, there's been a lot of talk about him, but are we actually getting closer here to a resolution and a new home, one of which, one of the potential spots, is all of a sudden pretty surprising. And have you ever had mutual disinterest with someone? We'll discuss what that means in just moments. Chris and Courtney in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Are we getting closer and closer to a spot for Baker Mayfield to land? It's Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus filling in for Greeny today. Right now, we welcome in ESPN NFL insider Jeff Darlington, who joins us on the phone. Jeff, appreciate the time as always. And just first of all, your kind of overview of the last 10 days in free agency and how this has all played out, your biggest surprises and the things that maybe you think that teams have improved on the most, who took the biggest hits, who ended up, uh, you know, the biggest winners in all of it. You know, it's wild. We call it free agency, but this year it feels um, a little bit different in the sense that most of the big moves were trade. And it probably spoke to the quarterback landscape that uh, both in the free agent market, really the, the two names that were maybe the biggest as true free agents were Jameis Winston and Mitchell Trubisky. Jameis stays with the Saints. Mitch goes to Pittsburgh. But as a result of both that and sort of the prospects in the draft, teams, I think, more than ever feel this need to go out and make big moves, whether it's Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Matt Ryan. So I think, um, you know, I think that to me was perhaps the most uh, jarring aspect of this offseason, that the biggest moves came via trade, and many of them as opposed to just through free agency. The biggest free agent was actually an offensive lineman, not a quarterback in the market this year. Teron Armstead is going to Miami to protect to his blind side. And this happens six days after the start of the new league year. There wasn't any movement last week. We might speculate that maybe he was waiting on 
figuring out where Deshaun Watson was going to go. But I'm wondering, were the injury concerns what drove down his price and maybe had him wait a little longer than what we were expecting? Probably. I think that, that, I mean, if we're looking at question marks with Teron Armstead, that's it, right? I mean, we know he's an incredible pass blocker. He doesn't really come with any baggage. It's really just how, how available can he be? And can he make it through both a 17-game season and also a postseason run? So, um, I, to me, from my understanding, he really wanted to be part of the Dolphins. And, and the Dolphins were, I think, patient from the standpoint that they didn't want to necessarily overspend, uh, and, and they're rewarded for it. Uh, he ultimately, I mean, he got a huge deal. It's not as if he didn't, but I do think that that's why it maybe took several days. And honestly, cr- I credit to Armstead, too. If he wanted to be in Miami as opposed to just signing where the best deal was, um, you know, I think he, he he ultimately got rewarded for being patient. So it feels like a win-win for both sides, and ultimately – I think that the Dolphins can finally have what, see what they have in Tua by finally having someone to protect him like, like Armstead. Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL insider with us. The whole Watson thing as it played out, just give me your reaction to seeing that happen with the Browns and how much this really completely changed the dynamic of a story that has dominated the league for the last year. I mean, I, I personally don't know how any team um, could invest so much in a player with so many unknowns. Uh, you know, that's apparently the nature of the position and how important it is to a team. But we should certainly understand that I was speaking with people in the league office a couple of days ago, just in terms of the investigation that's ongoing with the NFL. And I think it's important to to realize that while there's a narrative that exists that because the grand jury did not indict Deshaun Watson, um, that, that he will not face the type of heavy punishment that the NFL could levy. And that is the furthest thing from the truth. Uh, the NFL so far has interviewed 11 of the 22 women who have filed civil suits against Deshaun Watson. Uh, they would like to interview more. They've spoken to the attorney representing those women they've spoken to watson's camp um their investigation is ongoing and feels much more thorough than perhaps the cleveland browns so we'll see where it goes but if anybody suggests that this story is over just because he signed his new deal with the browns uh, i think that they are sorely mistaken jeff then there's the flip side of this story and that is baker mayfield where do you think he ends up and how can he still be a quarterback that can lead a team to a championship? I believe Baker is going to get another chance. At some point, he will be a starter for an NFL team, Um, whether that's in a situation where he competes for that job and ultimately wins it, a la Ryan Tannehill, Marcus Mariota, or even maybe a better comparison is last year, Teddy Bridgewater uh, gets traded from the Carolina Panthers to the Denver Broncos. Now, Carolina owed a lot of money on that contract, but they were able to find a suitor in the Broncos who wanted to bring him in to compete for the job. And the Broncos picked up $4.5 million of the $17 million that was going to be owed to him, and it only cost a six-round pick. So I think that that's sort of the structure of a deal that we should expect to see. Right now, as it stands, Cleveland is asking too much. No team is going to step up um, at this point. And honestly, Cleveland doesn't need to rush it either. 
the deal for Teddy Bridgewater, for instance, didn't go down until the end of April. So in my opinion, the closer we get to the draft, or perhaps even after the draft, is when a team will ultimately sign Baker. And I do think it'll be a situation where he's competing for that job, whether it's in Seattle against Drew Locke, just like we saw in Denver last year with Teddy, or um, or somewhere, I don't know, you know, several teams that he could wind up on. But, uh, but I do think that that will take a little bit of time. Is Seattle really the best fit for him? Because he's somebody who wants to air it out and show off his arm strength, and sometimes that's actually to his detriment. That type of offense, though, almost feels like there's a lot of similarities and parallels you can draw to what he had in Cleveland where he had years of success but also years mm-hmm. where he wasn't so great. Would that be the best fit, or is there another team? I mean, it, you know the weird thing I... – I feel like there's a comp to be made between Baker and Russell Wilson, and I'm not just trying to make height jokes. Like, I, I, do, I do think that these guys, there is a little bit of a similarity for good or for bad when it comes to that potential fit. I, I don't know that it happens. Um, I actually would love, if you're just picking the landing spot, I think Pittsburgh would be perfect uh, in a competition with Mitch Trubisky. The problem there, of course, is, I don't expect the Browns to re- outright release Baker because of the, the costs associated with it. Maybe they eventually have to. Um, but the only way I could see him going to the Steelers, since I doubt the Browns are going to trade him within the division, would be an outright release. But if we're just kind of picking just blank canvas, I love the idea of Baker in Pittsburgh. Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL Insider, joining Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio. Jeff, um, we were discussing this to start the show today. The idea that we see Malik Willis's pro day yesterday and teams are in attendance and you never know what is a smokescreen and what isn't. Mm-hmm. But the desperation that comes with the quarterback. Do you think from the early one month out feeling that teams will start to get antsy the teams that need a quarterback and potentially start to feel a little bit differently about Malik Willis and about Kenny Pickett and move up to trade for him. Well, it certainly feels like Malik is headed that direction. We see it literally every year. I mean, I remember saying on our air during the combine going into it, like what's my favorite storyline of the combine. And and the answer was basically like, which quarterback is going to come out of this off season you know, with that meteoric rise that we saw from, for instance, Baker Mayfield, you know, one of those guys that this happens every single year. I will say it feels like teams are trying to settle their quarterback depth chart before the draft more so than usual, whether via trade or free agency, like we were discussing. And to me, part of that is the fact that there aren't a lot of teams that are saying, we're just going to do it through the draft. So I don't necessarily teams see teams reaching for a player like Malik or Kenny. Um, But I do see teams basically saying we would draft this guy with the idea of developing him and perhaps injecting him into uh, a competition like Atlanta uh, would currently have with Marcus Mariota. So I think these players could actually end up in pretty good situation, uh, even if it doesn't mean they're top five picks in the draft this year. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers exploded out of the gates in free agency, maybe a year that people weren't expecting them to, certainly yeah. predicated on the fact that Tom Brady came back and then everyone wanted to come back. 
They recently right. re-signed Leonard Fournette to a three-year contract worth $21 million, and it does feel like there will inevitably be some plateau here in free agency, but they still have needs tight end. I think about the defensive line where, yeah, you have Vita Vea with the four-year extension in January, but mm-hmm. there are a lot of pieces around him that are that are getting up there. Like, Where do they focus their efforts on next in free agency and maybe the draft? It is a good question. I mean, first of all, I, I, I anticipate that Gronkowski eventually comes back, and I'm not. It's, it's more speculation, but I mean, I know Gronk is interested in it. Eventually, I could see that happening. But so, I'll put the tight end aside. Cameron Bright's still there as well. Leonard Fournette resigning to me is the biggest move that they could have possibly made because I don't know how they make it to the Super Bowl without a running back, let alone one who seems to be really coming on like Fournette is. So um, that to me finally says, okay, now they can sort of focus on different positions. They, they made the trade with New England to bring on a guard with Ali Marpet's retirement. So, you know, to your point, a lot of focus will be on defense, but this team does feel at least largely assembled to a degree like the one we saw last year. So it's so hard to repeat in any capacity. Um, I think it'll be difficult if the fourth toughest strength of schedule in the NFL going into this season. Um, and, and like you said, they're going to have to add pieces. Maybe they get somebody through the draft, but it does feel like at least going into the season that they will be leaders in the clubhouse in the NFC. Jeff, terrific insight. We appreciate it as always. Thanks for the time. Thanks guys. Appreciate you. Jeff Darling to the ESPN NFL insider. More on Baker Mayfield and where he definitely will not end up here in 30 seconds. First, so the job search can be a frustrating journey filled with long, lonely hours on the computer and countless attempts to get noticed by employers. ZipRecruiter gets it. No one wants to feel alone in their job search. That's why ZipRecruiter's AI does so much of the work for you. They save you time by sending you jobs you can apply to with one click and they pitch your profile to employers so you stand out job seekers feel the love sign up for free at ziprecruiter.com once again that's ziprecruiter.com it's chris carlin and courtney cronin in for greeny today and courtney we know you heard uh, jeff mention the steelers as a place this from mary Kay cabot who of course uh, has been on the browns beat for so long for cleveland.com and knows that team inside and out the steelers would quote pounce on an opportunity to sign Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield if he is cut. That, according to Mary Kay Cabot, this was uh, on the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. Now, the one thing is, if you're the Browns at this point, are you willing to trade Baker for a much lower pick and take a lot back on in terms of the money that's involved there, the cap hit, to keep him from going to Pittsburgh because, honestly, that could turn into a nightmare for them. Yeah, I think this is the least preferred destination for the Browns of any team where Baker Mayfield they could send him to or if they ended up cutting him where he'd sign. They don't want to have an $18.9 million dead cap hit, so they're not going to just like outright cut him unless this becomes like a really tenuous situation and they have no other choice. They're going to have choices. Jeff talked about it. Seattle's a potential choice, but I can see why the Steelers would like to do this. I mean, it makes sense when you were bringing in a stopgap quarterback on a two-year deal in Mitchell Trubisky and pairing him with someone else to have a true quarterback competition. 
I don't think it's a stretch to say that most would expect Baker to win that competition, even though we haven't seen Mitchell Trubisky in action since the 2020 season. But in that same breath, think about the timeline here. If they're going to do that, they have to execute that before the draft. Because I don't think that you end up, I mean, if you have those two, maybe you do get a Malik Willis, but like... You have to think about what it would take to get Baker Mayfield in the draft capital, and then you'd be spending a first-round pick on having another quarterback. You'd have three quarterbacks in the mix there. That doesn't make sense. I think if they did that, they're not drafting a quarterback. Yeah, like that that to me is – but that's one that you – And maybe this this is going to drag out. And if if this is something that's going to drag out past the draft, then Baker Mayfield's not on their roster because they would have gone ahead already and gotten a quarterback. Yeah, if I'm the Browns, I would do everything I could, and I would – probably take the hit frankly to keep him away from going to Pittsburgh because that would be a an amazing storyline and b a great competition because I we absolutely forget that he was more than serviceable two years ago this is not somebody who was terrible two years ago he was bad this past year and we have to really factor in as much as people don't want to hear it playing hurt and what happened as a result of that, what what his production was from it. I am so rooting for it to happen. One thing that just, I, listen, I love Dan Orlovsky, okay? This was equivalent to his abhorrent food takes <laughs> yesterday. He should just quit the food take business. We have told you about that for a guy that eats plain chicken three times a day, from what I understand. But he's tweeted yesterday, the Buccaneers should trade for Baker Mayfield. There is not one thing I would do less if I were the Tampa Bay Buccaneers than trade for Baker Mayfield when you have Kyle Trask there already. And, Courtney, this is a story that I heard about Tom Brady when he was in New England, and I don't think it's changed, especially considering his comeback. When Garoppolo was there, whoever the backup quarterback was, especially if it was a younger guy, Brady would tell them, you get one question per week. One question per week, and that includes, how you doing, Tom, when you see me in the morning? Oh, man, don't waste it on that. Be a curmudgeon and don't say hi. Exactly, but sometimes you would just say it purely by accident. I want to talk about <laughs> reading defenses. <laughs> exactly. I'm just not going to say anything at that point. Point is, Tom Brady, no matter who you are, and I think even at this age, is not helping anybody to take his job. And don't you think Baker Mayfield doesn't want to go to a place where he has to be mentored or where the perceived thought is that he's going to be mentored, do you think his ego can handle something Well, he better like grow that? up. His ego better be – like, that aside, first of all, the guy that's got to be mentored is Trask. And secondly, of course. Yeah. They, I mean, they spent a second-round pick on him. You'd like to think that that's their future, what they believe their future is at the position. Yeah, if you're Mayfield, I can't even think like that. Like, I, <laughs> wherever I'm going, I have to understand what my role is into getting me to this place, what my role has been. And that's why the options keep dwindling and dwindling. And we hear about the Panthers having mutual disinterest, Baker having mutual disinterest. I love which that is phrase. so funny. Uh, um, you, you pointed that phrase out as we were talking before. What a great phrase. It, it, it is such a good one. And you never typically hear that where it's like, we hate him just as much as he hates us, just so you know. It's like they're putting it out there just so they don't look like they have egg on their face and everybody doesn't want to go there because they still need to figure out what they're doing at quarterback. But – this is why the options are, are getting smaller and there are fewer options for Baker Mayfield. It's so wild to me when you think about a calendar week ago, 
Baker Mayfield was at least still, at the time being, the secondary option in Cleveland. If they didn't land Deshaun Watson, and it was Thursday when they were out of the sweet stakes for a hot second, yeah. think about how much his life has changed in the last week, where <laughs> you go from being, like, la- go back to last Monday, the Monday of free agency. You go back to that date, and you think, okay, this is my season to prove it. You know, I'm still the guy in Cleveland. All of a sudden, your world is flipped upside down in the matter of five days. And now you're processing, where will I have a job next year? All I can tell you is when I hear mutual disinterest, I'm trying to think of how many people in my life that we have mutual disinterest. Yeah, there's probably three or four. And when I was single, most of the disinterest was one way. It was not mutual. But at this point, there are probably three or four people. How many people in your life do you have mutual disinterest in each other with? Are you asking me? You asking the callers? I'm asking you. Um... There's a couple. There's a couple. I'd say at least maybe upwards of like 10. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Upwards of 10. Double digits. Okay. There are a lot of people who I just don't like. Yeah. But I'm a very nice person underneath this this rough exterior, I promise. It is time to say goodnight (laughs) to that check engine light. With the free AutoZone Fix Finder service, it'll help troubleshoot the likely cause of your light for free. So you can drive with peace of mind. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin, in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio. Does Aaron Rodgers deserve credit we're staying in Green Bay. Did I just ask that question? I did. Greeny, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Nearly fell out of my seat when I saw this. Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus in for Greedy today. Today, ESPN goes all access, a behind the scenes with one of the hottest teams in the NBA, the Memphis Grizzlies. All day exclusive coverage as Malika Andrews connects with superstar John Morant, styling with big man Jaron Jackson Jr. and Jalen Rose hits the film room with Desmond Bain. Also live from Memphis, catch NBA Today at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and NBA Countdown at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, all leading up to Nets Grizzlies at 7 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Grizzlies All Access coverage continues on ESPN. Courtney, Leroy Butler, the new one of the newest Hall of Famers, tweeting this out to Aaron Rodgers. Shout out to Aaron Rodgers for staying with the Packers when quarterbacks leave, sometimes not their fault, like Brady, Ryan, Stafford, and Wilson. It really just makes you respect 12. He could have left like these guys 
but winning another Super Bowl in Green Bay would be fire. Honestly, Leroy, I I get it. You're being as loyal to the organization as you can, but can we, I mean, just, I, in this point, I'm not even telling you to speak truth. Lay out. We all know why Aaron Rodgers is back in Green Bay, and your chances to win the Super Bowl have gotten worse since he resigned than better. I get it to a degree. What he, I understand that he thinks the loyalty factor is there, that Aaron Rodgers did have other options, a lot of other options in free agency other than, we call it free agency. It's so weird. He was could have been, he would have had been traded, exactly. but it feels like free agency, whatever. Um that he could have gone to the Denver Broncos and started something new there or other teams had he shown interest in going elsewhere would have pounced on that in a minute. But he stayed in Green Bay. He signed the big contract. He's getting paid a ton of money, three years, $150.8 million. Like, it's a lot of money. And that's the reason that he ended up staying in Green Bay, his pocketbook. I would have a lot more respect for this argument if Aaron Rodgers didn't handle the offseason the way he did this year and the way he did last year and feeling like at times the Green Bay Packers were left in limbo because of Aaron Rodgers' inaction or just the not the not want from him to say what he actually felt, what he was going to do. I mean, he said at the end of the offseason that he wasn't going to – he was going to make a quick decision because he didn't want to hold anybody – which you know, was, which away was from what they were doing. And that's not what happened. No. Like, that is literally not what happened. And, you know, I just think that all of the appearances on the Pat McAfee show have worn thin on people. And just the way that he's talked passive-aggressively about his situation, about the NFL as a whole, the whole thing, has really not made, any, made him any new fans from that re- perspective. But... If you are really taking those words from Leroy Butler for what they're worth, he did stay in Green Bay. He could have gone somewhere else. And, you know, he's deciding he wants to finish out his career in the place that he started. That is commendable, I guess. But, like, it's not like they – he would have had to take less money probably in going to the Denver Broncos. They gave Russ a four-year, $140 million contract, and he's younger than him. I I don't always mean to be skeptical of this stuff, but how stupid do people think that we are sometimes? Like, Leroy Butler is going to get a a ton of likes off that tweet from Packer fans everywhere. Yes, he's our guy. He's so loyal. He's the best, which is utter garbage. There was a point last year where he made no bones about the fact that he could not wait to get away from the Packers. And because they were able to position it to make him the highest paid player in the league, suddenly fences are mended. I I just, I, I can't, I can't stomach it sometimes when there's there's just an out and out um like that's almost gaslighting people <laughs> that's really what it is i mean and, and so much rearranging the narrative around aaron Rodgers and why he stayed in green bay it, it absolutely feels that way why there shouldn't even be a need to do it at this point Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. 
Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.